hello and welcome to That Means Nothing to Me. I've never had to do this before, but this episode actually comes with a language advisory. AJ has been living in the woods for the last six months, so in order to preserve the authenticity of his mountain man lifestyle, this episode will be presented entirely uncensored. Thank you and enjoy. My name is Alejandro Santiago. Um, people usually call me AJ, it's my little nickname. I'm working at the CCC, California Conservation Corps, and I just did a special program called Backcountry. What do you do other than live in the woods? So right now um, I'm going to a community college, Mount Sac. Mount Sac is Mountain San Antonio College, located in Walnut, California. My first... Uh, Thing I was interested in the major wise was uh, business management and I was just a placeholder I was like kind of messing around for a couple of years and I just got tired of it like, I couldn't really find anything interesting this was kind of me trying to figure out who I, who I was like am I something more of an office guy who's gonna just be sitting in the office writing numbers or whatever it might be in the future that future agent would have been no I love physical work and I pursue something in the fire field and that's why I changed my major to fire science So for people that don't really know, you said backcountry earlier. What What is the backcountry program and what do they do? So the backcountry program is a special program within the CCC, California Conservation Corps. And it is something that I looked up, or what I looked up into, like, I remember playing video games with you, Trey. We were playing Civ or something, and I legit signed up on the spot. I'm like, oh, I was answering all his questions. Throw it in, thinking like, oh, this looks cool, because all you're doing is Conservation Corps. Cons yeah, I specifically remember that. Yep, uh, we're just doing, um, yeah, I was just looking at their stuff, the season, it threw my thing, uh, threw my application in, and within less than 24 hours, I got a notification from them, and I, they called me in the morning, I'm like, what the hell? And when they told me it's them, I'm like, holy shit, that was quick. But yeah, and that's how I got hired. But yeah, the season is basically us doing jobs like with Caltrans and Caltrans, I don't know if you know who they are. Caltrans are people like who work on the side of the freeways, uh, jobs that they usually don't like. Like, you know, sure. people usually don't like. But we're just helping, we help them out because we're cheap labor. What else? We also do special uh, projects like we're destroying uh, trails that people are going on that are not necessarily uh, illegal. It's just uh, the state park that they're at doesn't want them going there due to like, uh, erosion that's usually there or like it's just unstable for people to, uh, for the public general public to go to and how long were you actually there so i was gone about um five and a half months out there and i would honestly do it again it's really cool out there and i'm kind of like in this weird depressed mood coming back because even though i miss my family and friends it's just i really miss being out there there's like so much I miss, like the stars simply, like stars at night. I can see everything at night. I miss my crew, like seeing their faces every day. I miss the quietness at night and 
just the little things out there and now it's all gone and now I'm back to the real world where it's just I don't know dirty there's trash all this crap going on when I came back home it's just kind of like I do not miss this egg kind of want to go back to the woods what did you enjoy most out there oh the view is like like looking at every day is it's weird like I remember waking up early in the morning and looking at the mountains and the lakes around us it's like wow I live here what the hell it's like something so weird to see every day over and over and it I don't know like it's so peaceful looking at it I remember like being stressed from work because we're trying to hurry up and get this uh, trail maintenance done and I was just stressed about something and I just kind of, at my break, I remember just sitting by the lake, looking at the nearby peaks and the forest, like just kind of like really looking at it. I noticed like half of it was burnt from, the, uh, from I guess recent fires a while back and half of it's still like growing. I don't know, it was just like little things like that. I was just kind of look at it and kind of get my mind off of it. And being out there, like you really don't have to worry about like problems out here. You're just worrying about like, what are you gonna eat that day? <laughs> um, how tired are you to make yourself food? Or like, if you have time to do some like simple stuff, like, oh, I, I, one of my patches on my shirt came off. I need to sew that today. Or else my C, my C1, my supervisor will get upset with me. Just stuff like that. Uh, that, that becomes your new life. And that's like your world now. Another thing I like was uh, eventually when we reached the backcountry, there's like, you know, our different cliques, but my, I guess my clique you would say is, um, would be the guys and this other girl, but we called ourselves the fellas. <laughs> <laughs> we called ourselves the fellas and yeah, no, we're like brothers, brothers and sisters out there. doesn't matter our cliques, but other than that, we, we still love each other. Yeah, we are at each other's throats, but I like to say that we've all gone through so much shit every day. And we, yeah, we just like grew a bond over our suffering or like, or like just being out there. We just learned to kind of like cooperate and love each other. If you had the chance right now to just go back, would you do it again? I would do the program again. If I could, it's only a one-time thing, one shot. You only had one shot to do it, so you got to make the most of it. Are you not allowed back? Like one person can do it once? Yeah, it's just how they're they. You I mean you can call them still, and like it's not like you're like banished or anything like that. It's just that it's just I guess they wanted at the top of my head to give other people opportunities. Yeah, I guess if if it is, because how hard is it to actually get into? Not that hard. It doesn't matter how far you live, as long as you can get to the date. And tell them, like, yes, I'm 100% sure about this. They interview a lot, and eventually they'll be like, all right, yeah, you're in. Yeah, when I got first got there, I thought everyone's was the baddest. I'm like, oh, my God, these are all <laughs> hardworking people. They're the reason, or they, like, chose us for a reason because they're probably badass, which, sure. yeah, they were pretty badass to me in their own sense. I saw that a lot throughout the season. I thought that was pretty awesome. Do you think that you became a badass? Um... Hmm. 
I would say badass in certain things, like when it comes to hiking, uh, when it comes to uh, doing trail maintenance now. But yeah, it's, I wouldn't disclose myself as a badass. I can tell everyone, uh, I can say everyone else is badass, but not for me. It's just like, it's like, yeah, no. Even though I went through all that, I can't say I'm a badass, but I do have the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> What makes this experience worth six months of your life? Well, yeah, due to COVID and I don't know, I I, need, I, I was wanting always do something like this and that country kind of like fulfills that, like, I guess that, that extra, that urge for adventure and I got it from there. I felt like a explorer or like, what was it, like Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, I remember uh, looking him up a lot and how his when his wife died, he basically, his escape was going into the woods and that's where he found like the beauty of the, like nature. And in a way I could relate to that, but I had no loved ones dying. So it's just like, I guess I kind of relate in a way sense of like going out to the woods as escapism in that sense, I guess. And it's so, beautiful out there and really miss it again but the whole reason I would spend six months was escapism and job opportunities also I mean why not like it's so cool like I mean I got nothing better going on right now so why not I think that's just that's just such a cool way to look at it because I, I mean, I, 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 you said, why not? But I, I mean, I know why not. <laughs> I, I can tell you like a ton of reasons why not. I think that makes you a badass. <laughs> Thank you. How long did it take you to get homesick? I it took me a while to get homesick. Like I really like, I got homesick. Like man, I miss my friends. I wish I was on my, uh, on my computer playing with the boys, playing uh, on showdown or something like that, <laughs> or like listening to music. Uh, something I really missed. I was like, man, I wish I could listen to this song. I could have easily snuck my MP3 or MP4 player or whatever, or done something, but I didn't because I really wanted to like detox a lot of stuff you think that would have detracted from your overall experience mm, yeah honestly because i would not show like interest to other people more i'll be like like all right guys going back to my tent and go on my uh, on my you know my phone or mp3 player and like just like detach myself from the group like i had nothing better to do but talk and i'm the most talkative person on my crew and yeah, like I was able to figure out or figure out and like understand people by doing that. How are you different now? Ooh, um, well, I've noticed since I'm the hardest thing about backcountry is dealing with people. It's not the work. It's not you being out there surviving the weather. 
No, it's actually the people. That's the worst part. Um, if you were to get in an argument, whatever, whatever stupid reason it might be, you have to deal with it. There's no way you can go around it. You can act like it's not there, but it's just going to fester and yeah, there's nothing that can be done or like it, it can't be resolved properly anymore. Um, yeah, I had things like that out there. Um, I'm, I would like to say that I have anger issues and I was worried to get in conflict with people because like once I get pissed off, I'm pissed off. Like I can't think properly anymore. It's my way, only my way. Like you can't, you can't like uh, persuade me like, oh man, you can't, you can't get mad at you. You can't like, I can't think straight. But I was worried about that so much. I avoided a lot of conflict. I bite my tongue a lot and whatever. And by doing that, and I was patient with people too, I've noticed the patience and, and like, I don't know, like going through all that, I've changed in the sense of like, I'm more, I'm more at peace now. Like, like I don't get as mad as much anymore. Stuff used to bother me easily, but now it's just like, mm, whatever. I just shrug it off. It's like nothing to me anymore. I saw this self-growth within me with over the season. Not just only physically, but mentally. Like I became more mature and yeah, I just more mature, I've noticed. Even though I'll say stupid stuff or like act like loony <laughs> in a sense, but like, yeah, no, I've matured a lot and it's weird to notice all this now after coming back do you would you attribute that more to the isolation or the responsibility or the setting itself i think all of it um being out there it's um <laughs> a war against yourself because you are now like because you're out there, you are kind of going against everything that you've been so used to now. You're like You're like complaining a lot, like, oh, I can't do this hike, oh, I can't do that. Uh, man, I'm tired. Or like, just like a lot of stuff that you're going through in yourself, mentally and physically. And it's up to you to see how far, how far you want to challenge yourself and yeah, it, it shapes out, it shapes the person who you are and then, yeah, then just mentally too, just dealing with people is the main issue. But other than that, it's constantly, you, I, for me, I was constantly shaping to improve myself, always. Whatever mistakes I made, I've always tried to improve myself. Constantly, constantly trying to improve myself. How did your mental health, like how, how was your mental health throughout the whole thing? Um, I was fine, like I didn't miss like family at all or friends because I was like, I was so excited. I was like in my honeymoon stage of like, oh my God, I'm so beautiful out here. It was still in the back country where I started getting annoyed at people. I started to kind of slowly break. I'm like, I want to go home. Like, I can't wait to go home. I can't wait to go home. I can't wait to go home. Um, yeah, that, that started getting annoying for me because 
people started getting to me and it was hard for me to deal with them sometimes. It was, just, it was kind of complicated to deal with it anymore or I just didn't want to deal with it because I was just so tired of them. What would you say was the lowest point for you? Ooh, um, what was the lowest point? I can't really think of one on the top of my head because I don't know. Like there were days that were crappy, like work for work wise or like dealing with people wise, but I just shrug it off and move on. Like I just kind of move on to the next, next day. And I don't know. I can't really tell you like what would be like my lowest point. Yeah, I had like a bunch of like good memories, but like not really sad ones, which is kind of funny. I would have thought I would be focused on more of the bad stuff, just how I am, like, what I used to be. Now I just think only the good stuff. Hmm. How was the cooking? So food-wise, uh, we had our cook, um, she had fucking ribs for us, which, oh my God, dude, ribs. Yeah. Yep, 4th of July. Highlight, we had like a lot of ribs afterwards, which I helped the cause by taking like three or four ribs with me. Can you briefly, for the audience that doesn't know, explain your personal connection to the rib? Uh, to the rib, yes. Um, so it became an inside joke with uh, the guys that I play video games with uh, that every time they ask me or I mention what I'm eating, it happens to be ribs. So, I mean, I do love ribs. They're, they're, they're fucking delicious, but it's just like, yeah, I just happen to be eating ribs all the time. So yeah, no, I, that was something I thought I was not gonna see in the back country. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna see but ribs, sushi, but we had all that and it was fucking awesome. Were those ribs different from any other ribs you've eaten? Yeah. Simply because of the context of them? Yeah, they were different. Uh, it's just seasoning wise. It's just like, we kept using the same seasoning for barbecue <laughs> ribs. That was just so goddamn annoying. Like, I, I admit, like, you haven't had ribs in however long. You're out in the woods and then you get this godsend treat. But you're like, no, they've just got different barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> How did your priorities change over the course of the program? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really the right person to be asked that question because they had like family issues and they could have left any time. There's a lot of times where they wanted to leave because of family issues, but they stayed. And can't really answer that question because like, because or compared to others in my people in my crew where they had more of a mental aspect they were dealing with, but just going through pain, uh, being so sore, and doing like what five miles to get to our job site, do all our maintenance, and then hike out. Something I always like kept throwing in my like in my head like to distract me is like, all right, this is the hike home. All we gotta do is just get home and get fed. I wonder what Pat's cooking tonight. And I was like, oh, I hope it's something good. And like, just like these little things just to push you like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I do, I can't wait. Do wait, did you say burritos? Oh, fuck yeah. Guys, let's hurry up and get back. We want to get some burritos. <laughs> Were you always an outdoors person or was that something you discovered about yourself during the program? Oh, hell no. I was never an outdoors person. I 
I was always in my room playing video games and that was my life. Like come home, play video games, sleep, rinse and repeat. That was my day-to-day life. Yeah, there's a sense of like, there's this like urge to like, yeah, I wanna go out. Like, it's like my my buddies are usually busy so I used to just stay home most of the time. But like, I I don't know. I didn't ever realize like how much there is out there to explore. Backcountry kind of like opened my eyes and right, there's like a, this realization like, holy crap, there's like so much to do. I just don't know where it is. I just gotta find it, which is like the hard part. And just like stumbling upon places. You don't have to like use Google to find these places. You just stumble upon it like, oh, what the hell? Where, what's this like park? It's a nice park. Or like, what's like this, you know, this restaurant? I've never seen this restaurant before. Looks kind of cool. Just stuff you're stumbling upon. And that's something that a lot I experienced in the backcountry was just stumbling upon the stuff like, or hi- hiking on a peak, which we did a lot in the, in the backcountry was hiking peaks. And yeah, just stumbling on all this stuff out there is just like really cool and it's a sense of adventure. Did backcountry give you more of an appreciation for nature than you thought it would? Yeah, it it did. Um, before I was like, I have more respect to nature now. When I see trash now, I just like throw that crap in my pocket. It just bothers me, it's, which is weird. And you just like, oh, whatever. I'm not gonna pick it up. Uh, there was a sense of like responsibility sure. as someone's been out there that. Well, I loved how the forest looked like. Well, I wish the civilization could look the same too, or it's just like clean and everything like that. But no, but that's like the one thing that bothers me. I just have more of, I've noticed I have more respect to nature and it's something that we need to cherish and try to keep as long as possible. The whole interview, I was thinking to myself how great it would be to have recordings of what it was like out there and to be able to hear what AJ heard far from civilization. Lucky for me, he brought a camera. Fuck. Fuck this hill. Just wanna go home. Back to my tent. What was the point where you flipped from thinking of it as camping versus home? This is actually like the first month. This is like, I knew I was gonna be here for a while. This is like, I, yep, this is my home, my tent. This is my place. It wasn't that, it was just like right away pretty much. I was like, yep, this is my home. After like a week or two, I'm like, yep, this is my home. I used to refer to it as home a lot. Then it eventually became my home at later in the, in the season. I'm like, this is my home. It actually meant like, this is my home. This is where I live. This is like, I belong here. I became a mountain man. I became uh, not lo- no longer a city folks, you know, a city guy. I became a woodsman. That's something I realized after the backcountry season. Did you ever feel out of place there? Well, as a crew, we were still trying to figure out like how we all work together and all that. As soon as we like, there was like, I saw essence of a crew, like us working together. Work-wise, I feel like we kick ass. Yes, there's some things we can improve on, but other than that, our supervisors, and NPS, uh, National Park Service, they said they liked our work. They said we kicked ass. And I'm like, all right, I'll just take your word on that. I hope that's true. 
But as soon as that happened, I found an identity with myself. Especially when, oh yeah, um, I dressed up like a cowboy, basically. I had like a cowboy hat from Boot Barn I'd always wear. And had sunglasses. And like, I slowly like started making this identity of, I was just like this cowboy and people just call me cowboy. Yeah, I, I slowly transform into like I had this like weird identity of this cowboy because I'm out here in the forest doing trail maintenance and um, I don't know I I did that as a joke and it kind of like became my identity and I wouldn't call it persona but like yeah it's just like something I did and I was like talk like this like son of a bitch god damn it there's another trail out there. We just need money. Just like stuff like that. Me belonging there, like, I, I, I felt like I proved myself multiple times with me being the fastest hiker, me working the hardest, me inspi uh, hopefully inspiring people to, to like, let's kick ass, like, come on guys, let's pick up the pace. That, I felt like I had identity and I was known and I made a difference. Would you recommend it? Is it oh, worth doing for other people? Yes. Um, it doesn't matter. Let me just first off say, and this is like my job now. I'm not done with like the backcountry anymore. Like I, there's still stuff to do. And my one job is to inspire people. That's what um, Carlson, who's in charge of uh, backcountry program. Carlson told me or told all of us, it's now your responsibility to basically advertise about the backcountry. We want people, we need people. Because because this is only a one-shot thing, of course they're gonna need a lot of people. This is why they uh, go out for internet hires. They um, do internet hires like just like they're from. There's people from my crew that are from Idaho, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I remember hearing people from New York even like all places around the country here in the United States are welcome to join this program. So you really don't need a work background. All you need is just be 100% dedicated and do it don't back out like really it's it's worth doing it all the hardships and all the funny stories and all the experience you will experience out there is so so damn worth it um i can't express how much you should do it i think on their website they'll show uh the exact date but um on the ccc.ca.gov um california conservation corps you gotta look out the the program the special programs they, uh, they do out there. And when the season comes up for backcountry, sign up right away. That Means Nothing to Me is not sponsored by the California Conservation Corps. It's really inspired my life and it's changed my life forever. I'm going to cherish every day out there, every moment I have with my crew, everything. But yeah, like I said, go to the backcountry website, which is ccc.c.gov. You can look at it more. Tell me about the last day. Oof. Last day, uh, debriefing. Um, for my crew, yes, there's a lot of us that want to go home. We were tired of each other and 
we just wanted to go home and see our family. But for me, I, I was excited. I wanted to go home. And seeing everyone, especially the last three days, we're out there. It was this countdown and this sudden realization like, oh shit, I'm not going to see these people ever again because everyone lives so far away from each other and it's just going to be hard to contact each other. And this is it. I may or may not ever see these people ever again. It's a weird thing to think of. And when it did finally happen, I remember looking at everyone. They did uh, their final speech and they basically kicked us out right away. But like, we all looked at each other. I started hugging everyone as like tight as possible and like started like crying because like I'm not going to see them again for either at all or a long time. And it was a really emotional day. Um, there, I, a lot of people cried that day on my crew. But yeah, I, it was really sad. And yeah, <laughs> it's really sad to see everyone go. Ain't no mountain high I guess what I'm proud of is my my parents thought it was ballsy I did this like you're like you just dropped everything to do this like we didn't think you did this you surprised the hell out of us and he said that's a good thing like you show that you're a badass you show that you you're a hard worker I've always knew you're a hard worker but yeah not to this extent like seeing you go off for six months dedicating yourself for six months for this program is shown a lot of you what I guess I'm proud of is that I did my six months. There was so much I wanted to quit for, but there's thoughts of me quitting a lot that popped on my head, but I, I, kept pressing, I kept pressing on because I knew that this was gonna be good for me, which it was. And I've learned so much along the way. Mainly it's just me going through the program, doing my six months and getting out to tell the stories now to you guys. Just making it is like the most prideful thing that I like. As uh, me doing it and yeah, being here, surviving. That Means Nothing to Me is filmed in front of a live studio audience on Twitch. 
I'm proud to say that I edited this entire episode on stream in front of real people and had a great time doing it. If you're at all interested in the production process of the show, you could follow That Means Nothing on Twitch and get notified the next time an episode is being made. Special thanks today go to Jerry, Thomas, and of course, Alejandro Santiago. He's been incredibly patient with me producing this episode, and luckily now he can tell all of his backcountry stories without worrying about spoiling the podcast. All of the show's music can be found in the show notes, and you can find more information about the California Conservation Corps if you're in the mood to spend six months of your life in the woods at ccc.ca.gov. Thanks so much for listening. Those ribs? Holy shit!